If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, folks? It's, uh, hey, the season's almost here. Edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is I. I am here, the voice on the other hand. And you can follow me on the Twitter, on the threads, on the blue sky now, at Superman. That's H-U-U-T-R-N Superman. And um, uh, I'm here. He um, uh, he squatches the dragons. He squatches them good. Uh, Dragon Squatch, what is up, sir? Uh, happy birthday, Terrence Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Mann, um, uh, the guy that's holding up the James Harden trade, uh, the guy who hit 53 pointers on the Jazz. Uh, he was on uh, some sort of podcast or something where he talked about that game and how crazy it was that they're like, all right, just go ahead and shoot threes. And so, uh, happy anniversary to our. To our uh, how was, did you- uh, uh, Paul George's father, and that means that Paul George is Quinn's father, which makes Joe Ingles Quinn's grandfather. So. <laughs> <laughs> the the family tree for for the Jasmine there. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With up to the minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns, get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Head to the website today and you or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I believe so. I think so. Um, have not partaken in. I think I watched part of a preseason game early on, but I haven't watched any since. I I, I log on quickly to make sure that my league pass is still working, considering <laughs> yeah. all of the fun snafus. But I, I haven't. I you know I it's no secret I find zero little little value in preseason. Right. Um, and to watch people's reactions on the Twitter makes me even more recoil than <laughs> wanting to watch any of it. So right. Um, I mean, uh, so, come go good. Sorry. Yeah, you know the one thing I think that the one thing that did cross my mind, kind of piggyback the last time we all potted together, was I don't I don't know how to feel about this group, and the one fear that kind of creeped in my mind was, you know, I know we viewed the Jazz season last year differently, but I, I lost a ton of interest when it was apparent that the team wasn't any good and they weren't going to be good. You know, the, I would, the games would be on, but it wasn't. It was like half-hearted. You know, just background music, almost like baseball is a lot of times, um, and that's kind of the a little bit of fear I had creeping in now is I still don't know what this team is. And that's probably jumping in too fast too early, but I, 
I think I'm ready, but I'm also kind of just not really excited, I guess. So, yeah, I, know, I we'll mean, and, and so, I'm, uh, you know, first point about preseason, like, you know, I think the last time I, the, the thing is that preseason hasn't been on days that I've worked. I mean, and, or if it's been on days that I've worked, I've been really locked in on what I've had to do. So, I think the game was on in the background, like on last Sunday, but I saw nothing. I saw I saw very little of it. Uh, most of my information I'm getting is is basically from Twitter, um, which is not a bad way to live as long as like you, you know. I, I think you and I, you know, and then there's people out there like who can disseminate the information that you get and like not just, you know, like like, like it's not gospel. Like I'm, uh, I see it on Twitter. I'm like, okay, that's an opinion. And, you know, I put it in there, though, because I'm like, all right, that, that could be something that's true. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's just funny, like THT and Chris Dunn, um, two guys that, like, I mean, uh, polar opposites. And, and th- there's camps. People are like, oh, Team Chris Dunn, Team THT. And I find that a little crazy, but um, because I just think those guys are below average. And um, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being, I mean, not everybody can be a superstar. Um Two guys to even be like be average or like just a little below average is pretty good for. I mean, Chris Dunn's the a former number five pick, THT the second round pick, but T, you know Chris Dunn, you know was almost out of the league. So uh, for him to fight back to where he is, it's, it's pretty impressive. So be, being below average, I, I don't want to make that sound like it's an insult. Just like I'm like like we're we're caring about guys that are let's just say average, league average. It's a, it's, it's a mid off. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, yes. THT only seventeen years old. He's got Benjamin <laughs> Button or he ages backwards. <laughs> You know, you, you make a great point on Chris Dunn, which I, which I, which, again, and to, to your point on Twitter, it is, you, you can, you can take a lot because you know which guys are in which camps, you know which people have certain agendas because we have been around long enough. So you can find, you can usually tell what the truth is because people are pretty consistent in what their thoughts are. But yeah, I, I find the Chris Dunn dialogue kind of fascinating because you're right. He was out, of, he wasn't almost out, like he was out of the league, right? So, the Jazz gave him a couple ten days, I think, to finish out last year, I think, and then signed him full. But he was, I think, he was out, right? So. Yeah, like so he got he got um uh, yeah he was playing in the G League uh, last yeah. year. So Derek um, Favors, yeah, the G League anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 the G League is essentially out of the league, especially when you're when you you're a, a a vet of like a few years. Like if you if you have more than two or three years under your belt, NBA experience under your belt, getting back into the G League is not. You know, not usually uh, a stepping a stepping stone in the right direction, or or let me let me rephrase that. It's not a huge step in the right direction. It is a stepping stone in the right direction, but it's not. It's not like yeah. oh, like oh, I mean, hey, yeah. You, you need to take out the grain of salt though when you're having these hardcore debates as to why one right. or, one one is or isn't playing. And um, I, I guess the Chris Dunn stuff. I, I know nothing about Chris Dunn's game. We joked about Drew Holiday. I know nothing about your game. Chris <laughs> Dunn. I know even less because Chris Dunn came around to his rise to prominence happened when the jazz were just useless and so <laughs> it's interesting that the folks who love chris dunn put a lot of stock into him playing with right you know the mop-up duty crew but then they discredit others and but, but what's interesting is at least on the on the twitterverse the the folks who seem to have more well i don't know if they're more bal more i don't know anyway some of the ones who are a little more balanced and typically their views and some of the beat rep- reporters i believe have actually been pretty high on Chris Dunn, which I find shocking. But then I saw something that I think yesterday that said that Chris Dunn just doesn't shoot threes. He, he can't make them and he won't shoot them. And that may be part of the problem. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Something but, like he, uh, he's, he's shooting like 92% from the field. Like he's only missed like one shot all preseason, but everything he takes is all like gimme's at the rim. 
And so, so you want you want a starting lineup with with Chris Dunn, John Collins, and Walker, yeah, Walker, Walker Kessler. Kessler, who can't. Well, I guess he had a corner three the other night, which yeah. some people loved. And McKay nearly pissed his pants. A whole uh, yeah, a whole other thing anger. like hitting spot up yeah. corner threes are the new. And um, uh, if we ever can, if we ever get Jake Penrod um, on on our pod, I'm, I'm sure he'll love to talk because he's another guy that wants to see our center shoot threes, and I'm not sure. I'm in the camp of like, like, look, hey, spot up threes are, are nice, but you know, it's there, there's a difference between hitting the the uh, the third percent spot up three pointer in the corner versus what Joel Embiid and Jokic do, and so it's a long way from you know being a prominent superstar. So, yeah, I think that I think there's value in it. I think that I, I just I want a center that actually has a an offensive game that isn't just rolling and dunking. So, if if a couple <laughs> three point shots a game is what he he throws in there to show an offensive game, then. That's fine. I think I think it's just different now, right? Like you're right. You don't need the Embiid's and the Jokic's. Who it's like, it's as much of their game as it was John Stockton's all those years ago. But yeah, I think you just hit a couple. And right. I don't know. It, it, to, to me, it's not even hitting the threes as much as it shows that he's actually forming an offensive game. Yes. You know, that's that's the way I view. It. Like Brook Lopez will hit a three, but you don't necessarily like. Right. 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 Brook Lopez is an elite three point shooter, and he's it's part of his game. He's, he's and... at least competent offensively, unlike yes. the French. So, <laughs> so did you? I mean, uh, I was going to talk about this later, but did you get a chance to listen to uh, the last episode where I, I was able to talk to a couple of um, uh, you know Rudy Gobert podcasters? Or I, did, Rudy, I did, I did, I did. I actually, I did listen. I did listen to the 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 uh, the, the lady the the boy links the boy the the, the boy links yes the boy links the, the lady yeah, that wolves. Was, that was very clever. I was, I was I was trying to understand what it was, and then I was like, you know what? It's I I the, the, it's an interesting question because I was in junior high. I remember like that's when you started noticing things like the lady huskies of UConn. And I said, so is the, the time Syracuse was the Orangemen, I'm like, are they the Lady Orangemen? So it just, it was, you know, <laughs> I found that pretty the, funny. The it, Orange Ladies. The, 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 the ladies were right. It is, uh, the Lynx are the only Minnesota dynasty that's ever existed. So. <laughs> it's true. So the, twi- uh, the twins, the twins snuck in a World Series or two, I think, back in the Kirby Puckett days. Right, right, right. Kirby. That's Puckett. a pretty desolate for for a four sports city. That's they've had a yeah. rough run. Yeah, they 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 they, they got four chances a year. Um, uh, I do so, want to comment on one thing though. I do want. And I, I want to say it on Twitter though. I love that Rudy has gotten them all tricked like he tricked us every year. Because you ask him, how do you guys feel about Rudy this year? And they said, yeah, you know, because like, they were excited when they got him. The season, I, I think, made them feel like they were down on him. And they were like, well, we are more excited this year because he seems like he's locked in. And his interviews, he's talking about how what he's been working on in the offseason. I'm like, oh, God, you poor lady, you poor, you poor, you poor ladies. <laughs> he's got his old tricks up to what he's been working on in the offseason. Yeah. He, he and Donovan were famous for that, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, so, you, you guys, you, you will see. He, I'm, he's, I'm a- he's how, old, how, how old is Rudy now? He's not right. He's not, Unveiling anything new. I'm gonna do the same type of interview with some, hopefully, some of my Cleveland people here soon to talk about the Donovan stuff too, because it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, like how yeah, well, you, the, the Cleveland stuff will be good now because I think that the, I mean, the the national rumor stuff right. is hitting them already. Right? Yeah, exactly. Last, like, last, I talked to a guy I work with out of Cleveland. I said, "How do you feel about Donovan Mitchell?" And at that point, it was still honeymoon phase, right? They hadn't seen no defense Donovan in the playoffs. And they hadn't heard rumors to where he was leaving Donovan, and I think. If I talk to Victor now, I think his tune would be a little different. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like I, I work with a kid who um uh, he's he's a Cavalier fan. You know, he grew up because he's he's like 15 years younger than us, right? And so he grew up in the LeBron era. So he's a Cavs Cavs fan, and Cavaliers fan, and um uh, so he didn't get to experience like the 90s and really the 2000s, you know, before LeBron Cavs, right? Um, 
but uh, he he like the playoffs was just frustrated. You know, Donovan Mitchell, like it was because they we saw we saw Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs again, and it was you know tale of the old time for for Jazz fans, and so it was, it was his first year experience in that. And so I just remember in the playoffs he was he was pretty done. He's like, oh Donovan, get him off the team. You know, it needs to be Darius's team. Yada yada yada, and you know, just like two weeks ago, you know, all this stuff with. Donovan, the extension, and he's like, he's like, oh, Donovan, he's fine. He's back on the Donovan bandwagon. It's it is funny how like we have just memories like goldfishes. We just kind of forget all the stuff, and um, uh, yeah. So just it, it is funny to see the the similarity, the symmetry uh, between the Timberwolves fans who, I mean, and, and good, they, they should be excited because um, uh, that that's their big three, and you know, <laughs> if they weren't excited, boy, things things would be uh, really. Um, uh, and I thought it was interesting because. I re-listened to our, you know you and I did the episode last year about uh, the cat the Minnesota and Cleveland trades, and we talked about like the haul that we got for uh, both both of them, and we we liked the um, uh, uh, Cavs trade better, uh, but it was interesting that like because um, uh, the Wolves trade had a lot of players in it, and they were like oh Malik Beasley they liked um, uh, Vanderbilt. Um, and like they didn't even care about the draft picks at all, and that, that's sort of I think that's sort of like it reminded me of you because like you like the more soluble. Um, they they call the draft picks more obtuse, but you like the more like like all right, these are actual players. Like that's why we, we like the Donovan one better. You know, Laurie Markin, which we we didn't know at the time was going to be so. I mean, my exact words, and I, I didn't send this to you guys, but my exact words was like, oh, he's nice. He's seven foot. He's tall. He can shoot threes, and very nonchalantly I say I say um, uh, and he, well, he's not going to be an all star. And you know how how wrong you know, like that shows how much of a dumbass I am, right? Right? But um, you know, we were talking about how like you know the Cavaliers kind of gave interesting. We we didn't really we, we thought maybe if Walker Kessler can become a thing, he'd be able to get a thing. So that was pretty good, I guess. So I just thought it was funny how like they were, it were interesting that like, yeah, they were. It, more, it, uh, it, it was a good, it was a good reminder that like there are fans in the world if you're on the twitterverse that is strictly nba gms and, and draft pick and draft capital and asset heavy that there are still fans in the world who watch the games and actually enjoy the players for the players and i mean think about it for those guys that was to, to lose that crew of people we saw those guys we didn't end up getting jack shit for them really um because mike Conley was probably the piece that got us that lakers pick right so um i don't think we didn't get much for vando Beasley and the rest of the crew it all kind of turned out to be nothing, right? Um, I don't think we got anything for them. I mean, they're all part of that Lakers. Also, all part of that three-team rate trade, and that gave us another draft pick. Yeah. Pat Beverly, Pat Beverly gave us THT. So I don't, I don't know how yeah. you know how. But I mean, imagine from a couple of years ago, like the Jazz core, the lovable core. Like imagine, mm-hmm. like if you had to lose like Joe Ingles, George Yang, Yang. Yep. And Derek favors all at once, <laughs> right? Like, Derek I mean, favors. to give it some con- to, to give it some context, because right. people, because I, because yeah. I, I heard that too, and first I was like, oh, these, like that's kind of a weird way to look at it, and I was like, well, wait a second, like, you're right, there are still people who enjoy that, right, that part of it all, and I, I think it's funny too, not, I guess to shift gears a little bit, but like it's funny because the Dame Lillard trade was like initially everyone was just shitting on the Dame Willard trade about you know the, the first wave of it, what they got for it, <laughs> and they were taking their victory laps as to what. Danny Ainge had done, and and when it was all said and done, um, and for good reason, the, I think the Dame packages were much better than the the Rudy and Don. So maybe the market isn't ruined. You know, the the, the Bradley Bill doesn't matter because there was different circumstances mm-hmm. there. But yeah. they ended up with a lot in, in Portland once they flipped Drew. I mean, they got I think a similar draft haul that we got, but they also actually got actual players too, right? So yeah, they got. I mean, they got the Archer um, Aiton who. I, I know, depending on people's opinion on him, but he is former former number one pick. Like he's not, 
he's not yeah. just a scrub, right? Like, 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 yeah, he's not Luca. He's not Trey, but uh, and they got you know, Brogdon and they got yeah. uh, Time Lord, right? Time Lord. Yeah, Robert Time Lord. Robert Williams, who is Time Lord, who is the same person who I didn't realize was the same person until the playoffs last year because I thought I thought Time Lord was like the guy's name. Yeah, and then, right, right, was, like, then Robert like, Williams was a different guy. Like, like, like Time Lord, so, like, they've got two guys. Like, yeah. this is, <laughs> they got two injured centers all the time. It's just fucking weird. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So I mean, so another we'll have another little Donovan Mitchell chat um, uh, in a little bit here. But um, but yeah. So the Jazz, um, uh, you know. So again, we're, we're, you know, Walker Kessler turning, turning into a thing was was nice and interesting for the Jazz. Um, uh, and you know, so the Jazz. Uh, how, I mean, I don't know if you, you you haven't watched a lot of Jazz, but you know, how how do you feel John Collins is sitting in uh, in the first you know week of the <laughs> being a Jazz man on on the court. It seems like they're figuring out how to work with each other better, right? Like, it seems like the first couple of games were rough, as one would expect. Um, but uh, it sounds like the last couple of games, he's, they, they found a, a better rhythm with him. He's probably the guy I'm most excited about when I was thinking about, you know, am I excited about this season or not? Like, I'm, I'm nervously – I'm just nervous entering. You know, I'm, I'm like, can Lori replicate it? I don't know. Part I, I want to say yes, but my gut kind of tells me, I don't know, maybe that was a flash in the pan. You already know how I feel about Walker Kessler and the hype there. Um John Collins is one that intrigues me most. Like, I think he's the one unknown. Like you said, we got in the mid-offs in the point guard situation, which is, is nothing. And then, I don't know, Collins and Keontae are the two things I get most excited about as the season approaches. Yeah, so. yeah what, what worries me, I guess, is just that the um... – like, you know, when we, 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 we last potted with you and Jared and just like, oh, did you hear that – John Collins might play the three, and I was like, okay, and like you know, I had, that was like the first like second me hearing that. I'm like, okay, that's what you know, put put your best guys on the court. That, that I I get that, and so I I do remember seeing part of that first you know whatever Sunday night preseason game that was two weeks ago, and going, boy, I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> work having Laurie Walker and um uh, and John Collins out there, you know, just. You know, I, I don't think spacing is everything, but man, it just felt like there was no spacing at all, especially if you had that Chris Dunn in there who, you know, doesn't shoot threes. Um, it just seems like I was like, all right, you know, so the Jazz have a lot of like, okay, cool. The Jazz have five power forwards and centers that are really good. The Jazz have um, uh, you know, four shooting guards that are pretty good. They have they don't have small forwards and they don't have point guards. Um, so, you know, take that with with, with what you will. So. I mean, the hope in theory is that, like, John Collins, the, the hope, in, in, I guess, in part of the intrigue in John Collins is that he actually is a three-point shooter and he's just had some down years with a finger injury and playing with Trey Young, right? Like, I mean, if, if John Collins is what we hope is, you know, spacing, shooting should be something that comes around, right? I mean, I'm not super familiar with John Collins' game, but, um, I mean, that's my understanding anyways. I mean, so. so when I was excited about John Collins, you know, two years ago, two, two, two three years ago, when it's when the Jazz were – you know, super spaced out, like, hey, Rudy in the middle, four guys in perimeter. Um, and um, I, was, I was like, look, I, I don't think you need to have Bogey, um, but can John Collins be that corner, you know, could, could do the Derek Favors three-pointer, the, the the Walker Kessler three-pointer, put him in the corner and hit him, hit, hit him 35 40% at, um, um, uh, from the corner. And I thought the personnel worked, you know, because you, you had Mike, you had Joe, you had uh, Donovan. Um, with this new new crop, I'm like, uh, I, I just feel like the Jazz need a couple more, and I'm not a scout, so, uh, you know, just needs a little more um, playmaking. Um, I just, I don't know who's making the play. Like, Laurie didn't show last year that he could uh, create his own shot. It just, it just feels hard that the Jazz are not going to have anybody that can create their own offense. And, um, you know, ha- having a good offensive system works, but when it comes down to, like, you know, 
clutch, clutch time and um, uh, especially playoff basketball, like eventually um, uh, you, you just need guys that can get their own. You know, like they don't need to run sets. Like these guys that can dominate in the in the offense. And I don't know. I don't know if the Jazz are gonna have that. Get that, but you know that's that's a that's a conversation for December, January, probably not. Yeah, I mean, it has to be said. Yeah, it, 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 on paper right now, it doesn't appear as though they have that, but that's that's why you have to play the games and see if, again, you get a Lori Markkinen jump or you get a John Collins unlocks the potential that he has, or like I said, George becomes something. I think I think that the, some of those guys are they're all obviously, you're not looking for a Kelly Olenek jump. You're not looking for a Chris Dunn jump. I, I think THT, even though he's only 17, has proved he is what he is, right? And Jordan Clarkson <laughs> is what he is. So, yeah, uh, um, I think you just got to hope that, I don't know, Hendricks or George takes off. Uh, Bryce doesn't appear to actually be on the Jazz's team. Yeah, so, I think, uh, um, I mean, I mean, it's the 20-whatever pick in the, in the draft. Like, that's where Rudy Gobert got picked. That's where Rudy Gobert got picked. I mean, it's, where it we, just... it's, where, it's where we passed on, passed on. Yeah. What's his name? It's weird. Um, uh, it's Two weird. of them. It's weird James that I'm. Um, uh, and. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's weird that um, uh, the Jazz didn't fight. You know, like like, hey, we're gonna be fine without the number one pick. You know, you you gonna have picks nine, fifteen, and twenty seven, and or twenty six or whatever it was, and you'll you'll be fine there. And um, just just not as <laughs> apparently those guys are not as good as the guys that are picked ahead of them. It's weird how that worked out. So, but um, we we I mean we don't really know yet. Um, and uh, I'll bring that up when we take, bring, bring up the Hendricks topic. Um, and before we do though, like um, you talk about league pass, like so it's funny because like um, uh, you are now in the league pass. Like it's so crazy to me that like when someone I think it was Milo from you know the former uh, editor of uh, SLC Dunk posted a, a picture of like these are the states or these this is the area that do, that doesn't get jazz games because they're in, and it was like all of Idaho. It was like the Dakotas. I was, I was like, why is it so far up there? Like, are those really jazz fans that like they can't they can't get jazz games and. Um, Ryan Smith did the did the Ryan Smith thing of oh we have a problem like a problem after the fact that we found on Twitter you know he, he tweets out oh I got it don't worry and again to their credit it got fixed you Logan <laughs> in Boise have a chance to watch jazz games now so I do but it sounds like some folks in Idaho Falls are fucked <laughs> so I don't know if it's right. I don't I'm not gonna they're not gonna you know me I'm very happy not to give Ryan his victory laps, but right. Um, I, I, I've seen a lot of folks in Idaho Falls very confused though because they are seem they seem to be getting blacked. I had a couple people actually when the fiasco took place who were tagging me. People I've never met before when we were talking about it. And they were a couple, three or four Idaho Falls people I've got tagged in recently saying, "Is yours working? Mine isn't." I think they were under the impression I was on their side of the state, but I'm not. Um, so I, 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 I think Idaho Falls still has a, a, quite a bit of confusion to where even up as recently as. The last preseason game, so I don't think they've clear, cleared it up. And this is, um, like, and, then, and then it also appears as though the app situation is getting. Some, mm-hmm. I think uh, Jazz Mom is, was was another example of the frustration of not being able to figure out how to do this because there's not apps for everything yet. Yep, I mean, you can't you, stream it to a TV, so they definitely aren't ready. And we all know that this is their first year doing it, so there's going to be some gnarly hiccups. Mm-hmm. Like there just is. So I just again, it's funny because NBA League Pass is historically a terrible app, but I'm thanking God that. For one, I get to watch all the games for a lower price, and I 
don't have to deal with the growing pains. I, I don't want Jazz Plus. Like I would, I, I would be more disappointed if they extended the rights of Jazz Plus here, and I had to buy that. Because mm-hmm. because then you would um, have to just watch Jazz Games Plus by NBA League Pass to watch other yeah, games. Yeah, so instead, instead of spending a hundred bucks, I'd be spending you know a hundred bucks yeah. for League Pass, and then a hundred twenty-five more plus. Right. I don't. I'm not super confident in this app, and I hear weird things like some of them has audio, some of them doesn't. Mm-hmm. Again, it's preseason, so they're working out kinks. But right. And and then that's, that's the thing that like week and. Like Ryan, and we, we talked about this. Like, and, and you mentioned this last year. Like Ryan Smith, he takes victory laps on the things that are like really easy. Hey, scholarships to uh, underprivileged kids, or underrepresented kids. You know, that's that's a slam dunk. You know, uh, a patch for cancer, that's a slam dunk. Like he, they they get the PR off the good stuff. Like, hey, we found a way to stream games for you at a low price. That was a good slam dunk. You know, I'm glad that he's taking a loss on it because, you know, he's got the money. He, he's fine. Uh, the problem is that, and now, and Ryzen's going to find out. You know, it, not everybody's going to lo- love you anymore because you, you released an app that wasn't ready yet. You know, you you, you didn't you didn't um, uh, work out all the kinks yet, and there's going to be problems. There's going to be problems with it, and now that it's the Jazz, and, and you know, you, you can't blame ATT Sportsnet, you can't blame Root Sports, you can't blame K Jazz. Um, it's all it's all the Jazz now. It's, it's under their ownership now and under his group. So. Um, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, let me see if we can find that tweet. Cause, uh, um, Jen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think like you said, he, and, and again, we, I'm not going to sweep him under the rug and say that the low hanging fruit wasn't important. It was the scholarships were important. The cancer stuff was important for some, you know, bringing back the nostalgia of K jazz and the Delta center. I know I poke fun at it, but like, you know, that means a lot to some people. So good for them, you know, but what I'm saying is like the tangible things, He's still, it's still a lot of TBD. And mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, especially if you dig into McCade, there was some, you know, he 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 unloaded favors in yep. what appears to be a cost-setting maneuver. We didn't make those big, again, I understand the asset poor thing, like whatever. Like, I, you, you can make excuses all you want, but teams, some again, somehow the, the Milwaukee Bucks who, um, who who blew their load supposedly to get Drew Holiday had enough, found enough load left to get Damian Lillard. So, um, that second just, load, the second load is hard, but it's always nice, you know. So yeah, it's just it's it's, it's, it's sometimes it feels a little raw and a little less tingly, but it usually is more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Satisfying, and I think the Dame will be more satisfying than Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you know, I I think you're right in, in in the big picture, and he does. He goes on the interview, and there was that that, that tweet that got tweeted out about how he's talking to those I, guys. I'm not right. You're right. This is this is your point. That this is your point that you made last year. About how, like, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it, I, I think on the, we, we like to give him shit, because right. I think, I think he needs that, because he does. everyone's too busy sucking his dick, but, um, or, you know, metaphorically right. sucking metaphorically. his dick. He would never do that, it's a sin. Um, but, I, I, I don't, I, and, and he did, there was, a, there was a clip that went around recently, where he, he, was, he was doing an interview with someone else, a couple of tech guys or something, talking about how he wanted to be on the front end of, he would rather be dealing with his own media company as opposed to the uncertainty of regional networks. And, you know, like that, that's all fine. But again, those are all things being said. We, we haven't, the, I, I get that some who the rebrand is, was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> right. You got uh, some people digging in saying they really like it. Have They're I told you, have I told you the, the rumor I heard about it? it? Was, the rumor right. I heard it was that, um, uh, uh, he signed off on it. And then when it came out and everybody hated it, he was like, "Who, like, whose idea was this?" Like, and they're like, "You signed off on this. Like, th- we showed you it." And like, he just 
he he's a very busy man, so he probably like just forgot, right? But like he something like he forgot that he yeah. was gonna change the entire right. Like he just he just he's like, oh, but is that what I picked? You know, like I was like, yeah. So like, it sounds like billionaire very, behavior. Very, very busy man is a, is a nice code word right. for like he doesn't like to take accountability yeah. when people get pissed off. It's, at, it sounds so. like billionaire behavior. Like 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 yeah like yeah, yeah this is a, like the, the app is a very good like hey we're gonna put this app out and then. He, but he doesn't have a plan. He just has he just has people to to do it. He's like, hey, we're gonna make an app. Go do it, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm he's, sure he's, I'm, he's not in there. He's big, his he's big idea. He's he's, he's big yes. idea guy. Which mm-hmm. if you ever work for big idea guy, it's a fucking nightmare. Right. You know, uh, and, big uh, idea guy is not fun to work for. But yeah, I mean, the rebrand was terrible. Mm-hmm. Then they fumbled it and said purple's back when it wasn't because they scrambled because it started to leak out how bad it wasn't. People hated it, so they tried to like yep. shift gears to purple, but they couldn't, and they had the emergency bring back the purple mountains because i guess the nba in an emergency move signed off on that because that wasn't supposed to be back either right yep. mm-hmm. but they couldn't they couldn't release the purple and so then 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 yeah hey it's a great day for all jazz fans well there's a shit ton of jazz fans outside of utah that had no solution and then it sounds like a lot of folks even some of the more positive upbeat jazz folks have had a really rough experience with the app so right mm-hmm. I, and, and, and again kudos i mean we got a hell of a lot for Rudy and Donovan, which was good, and I think it's put the franchise in the right direction. But again, is that Ryan Smith? I mean, he's got the final say, but yeah. that's that that has more Danny Ainge's fingerprints on it than anything else. Yeah, right? I, mean, so, I mean, like I mean, he hired Danny to kind of be like you know uh, again somebody yeah, that I, look Dan, Danny's a good hire, but also it was like it, Danny and him are are also golf buddies, right? <laughs> like, is well, it? I'm it, sure he grew up idolizing Danny. Yeah, so I mean, I it's mean, it's sort of like I'm too, a right? so. look. It turned out to be a good hire, but you know, it's it's one of those like. Was it the best hire out there? Like, you know, in, in the NBA, you know, like especially for the Jazz, the margins are thin. Like, we we've seen the Jazz make pretty good hires, Quinn Snyder make pretty good draft picks, and Rudy and Donovan, and that only gets you so far. Um, if you don't, you know, it, it's you know, we're let's say I'm hiring for a new job, and I and I have people I, I think I like that I, I want that position for, but if I'm not opening up my Position and bringing in people from the outside. I'm not. I'm not interviewing the best of the best. Uh, I might not be making the right hire. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I don't know where this metaphor is going, but <laughs> that's sort of where I'm going with it. So anyway, yeah, no, I, I think I think maybe yeah, what I'm getting at is, you know, I I believe the Danny Ainge hire right now looks like it was the right move. It was the, right. anything was a move from Dennis Lindsay was an improvement. We have to. We can all agree on that. Um, but I think that. I guess what I'm getting at is we, we give him a lot of shit um, and try to, at least I try to paint him as maybe not a great owner yet. I, I guess what I'm getting at is there's a lot of people out there who just think, who are just praising him endlessly about he's the greatest owner that ever lived. And I, and I think, I, I guess I push back strongly in the other directions. That's my nature. But I think the truth is that in reality, we don't really know yet. He's done a lot of good things for PR, but as far as, as, far as tangible things, like we still haven't seen yep. Yeah. We don't know what the team's going to be like. We don't know if he's yeah. going to have the guts to make the moves yet. We don't know if he had the, the again the rebrand. Most people didn't like it. Yeah, this the is the app. A... I think the app. I think is a step in the right direction. That that, that will be great for people. Yes, when it gets better. Quite yes. there yet, but yeah. I also am not going to like. And I know this, and I, and I don't know the inner workings at all. So someone could probably talk to me in circles about it. But I'm sorry. Like I just don't believe in the long term him offering streaming rights and, and giving up the regional sports. It, it may be a loss for him up front, but there's, there's no way that he, as a billionaire, he's just going to take, he was going to take hundreds of millions of dollars in losses yeah, I mean, forever. Uh, you know yes, what I mean? Like I, I know people want to say, well, he, he, he's done this. Look at the sacrifice. I, I don't know. It seems like <laughs> I, regional sports I, I think, are on the verge of dying anyways. And then I think the larger I, point I, here I, that we're trying to make is that, um, 
you know, like in, in the now. But sometimes, you know, we it, it, we need to have years of data to like, all right, cool. Like exactly. again, when, when when Quinn was hired, again when all these people were hired, you know, ten years ago, it looked like the Jazz had done great, right? <laughs> you know, two two multi-time All Stars, you know, a Coach of the Year candidate, um, and then you know, just a few years later, like, oh boy, that was a disaster, and um, we shouldn't be giving flowers to people when we're in the the third inning of the game. You know, like sure. we saw six. That's, that's that's a, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're getting. It's to be determined <laughs> for every for every Delta Center. There's a yellow and black uniform. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I guess like is a, what I'm uh, getting at. So. So um, uh, let, let, let's um, uh, you know, let's let's not you know, like, I, I guess, and this is a Twitter thing and hold is that like we're we're so in the now, and sometimes like hey, you know, we have to wait two, three, four years before we we really know what we, we really think about something. So. Yeah, because it is it is wild to see the turning on Quinn. Yeah, um, it, it felt it felt like there I, there were some definitely Quinn detractors, but I think I, it was like a seventy five twenty five seventy five percent loved Quinn, twenty five percent didn't like him. Yep, and it's it, and that thing is flipped on its head, especially with the Terrence Mann reunion coming up <laughs> or Terrence Mann's birthday today. It was right, funny right. to watch. I don't know. Yeah, Quinn was Quinn was Quinn. So, um, so another uh, another thing that. Uh, Sometimes we we don't take enough time to to uh, uh, judge on, or we we yeah we, we judge too quickly. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, you know, draft picks. Uh, the Jazz. Um, uh, again, you know, had three draft picks this year. Um, uh, because Danny Ainge was so bored last year with no draft picks in the draft that the Jazz need to get as many draft picks as they could. So they went out and got as many draft picks as they could. That story bothers me, but that's another that's another episode. I think. Say um, that again. The you you've heard that story right? Where like um. Uh, Danny Ainge was in the draft room last year, and the Jazz, when the Jazz had no draft picks, first or second, and he was like, "This is boring," and like Ryan Smith tells that story, it's like, it's like, "Oh, Danny t- said it was so boring, not having draft picks," and then lo and behold, the next year, that's when the Jazz went and grabbed you know their ten draft picks, had three in the first round, and uh, just, just one of those weird things. And I'm like, "That's a it, like you tell the story, and it's supposed to be like a fun story," and I, I hear, I'm like, "That sounds weird," but you know. For it's just like it's like oh oh Danny Ainge didn't didn't have any draft picks go go get him draft picks you know do whatever you can give him draft picks but. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anyway, uh, one of the draft picks, you know, we talked about Keontae George, and, you know, he, he's probably going to play play significant minute for the Jazz. Great. Bryce Sensabaugh, um, again, a, a low first-round draft pick. If he ends up in the G League, that's that's okay. I mean, a, a low first-round draft pick, really, if, if they can become a rotation top eight pl- player on a team, that's that's a, a pretty good uh, career for them. Um, the one that's really rubbing Jazz fans the wrong way, they're, they're high draft pick. They're number nine. Uh, their lottery pick, their own pick. 
uh, Taylor Hendricks not getting that many minutes in preseason. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts about that there, Logan? It's not just the minutes. In pre- I think it, I think it's all compi- – it's all it's all stacked upon itself because part of the issue was that we didn't get to see him in the summer league either, right? So you, you get anxious. I think some of that anxiousness is, like, fed over into the preseason. Um, I, I, I don't watch any preseason, so I don't know if this is a normal thing for coaches. I, I, I don't have any – to me, it seems like you would want to get the young guys out and get some run in there, right? But you've also got to integrate the new guys too. So I, I guess it's a fine it's, – it's a tricky balance, but um, – I don't know. It, it all get, all kind of got fired up when David Locke, I think, proposed the idea of him spending time in the G League, and that kind of sent people over the edge. That is, I mean, that I that is a uh, a concern of mine. Yeah, because um, I mean, historic. I mean, again, he, he if he plays significant time in the G League, he and he and turns out to be an all NBA All Star talent, he will be the first one. Right. It's yeah. never happened. It's not to say it's it's not going to happen, but for the naysayers, right now. Yep. History shows the track record's not good. It looks like it's not good. <laughs> yeah, so not good. And, and and that's what people are like. Oh well, like there, there are people who are like, oh, it's not a big deal if he plays. I mean, this is a G League. That's fine. Like, there's that's not his career, and they're right. But then there's people who are like, well, if he plays in the G League, it means he's not ready to play in the NBA, and that's bad. And most draft picks, you know, who most high draft picks who play in the G League, historically have not, you know, been all stars, multi time all stars, uh, all NBA players. And they're right, and that's that's the thing is that they're that, you know both groups are right, because um, like you just said like doesn't mean he can't be. It just means that his path is going to be much harder, and we don't have we don't have yeah, he, he he would be the first. Right? We yeah, we don't have so, precedence. I mean, I think Rudy Gobert played in the G, in the G League, but you know, and he's a multi-time All Star. No, I guess what I'm getting at, but I, you got to. I'm saying I shouldn't say G League. There's been G League success stories. I'm saying top ten. Picks. Yeah, but you're, you're right. I was, I think, I was, I'm I sorry. It has, it has to be a top. Yeah, lottery picks. Has to be. Yeah, it has to be top ten pick. You're right. You're right. That's uh, that's yeah. my, that's my mistake. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, top ten picks generally don't play in the G League. There's just not a precedence for it, and that is concerning. You play for your team, but right? Then that, again, he's also the also unique part is he's kind of log jam there yep. behind Collins. Marketing. Collins, yep. marketing. Yep. Olenek, yep. Right. So it's a weird spot to be in. So. So um, uh, like some people were like, "Oh, minutes for minutes, right?" And we just have. I think we had this conversation last year. We're talking about you know. I can't remember who it was. I said, "Would you rather see this guy play you know ten minutes in in the NBA or twenty twenty five minutes in the G League?" And you know, there, there's going to be the, the you know some old purists who say, "Who minutes are minutes?" So go down there, improve your game, but. The problem that the NBA has is that the G League is really far away from NBA basketball, NBA style basketball. Like it's not like AAA, and triple, I mean AAA and the majors are, are are pretty far from each other. But you know, once a player gets to AAA, like they're out there to show that they can, you know, field hit home. Like it's not about wins lost, right? It's but it's like, all right, here I'm going to showcase I can hit home runs, or I can showcase you know you know my pitching, right? Um, the G League and the and the NBA are just too far apart. That um, yeah, it's just, it's not built the same. Like baseball is a real progressive, developmental, step by step scaffolded system, and the right. NBA isn't. I mean, even even look at look, look at Abaji just a year ago. He spent a, a ton of time in the G League initially, right? And he really struggled coming into the NBA. It's it's just he was really rough at first, right? Which uh, incited the flop and, or the, the, the the bust. Yeah, the buzz. And people are going to be like, oh, Baji, you know, is a, he's a success story, quote unquote success story. But, you know, I put this on Twitter. I'm like, if Baji is the bar, that's not a high bar. Like, Baji, look, I think he's a good player. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's a starter on every team. 
I don't know if he's the top no, eight player and, on every and team. The most lo- and the most loaded draft in the history of the NBA, your number nine pick should be someone who's not just a rotational right. possible three D player. I think that's the big part here. Is it's just I think I think we talked about this after the draft. I think we we talked about it before, and that's was you know normally I'd say get him some G League reps so at least he's playing. The problem is he's a number nine pick, and the NBA like we you and I have discussed going all the way back to high school. The NBA dudes are dudes from the beginning. Right, like, like, Donovan Mitchell. Darren, Darren Williams sat for a minute, but by the end of the first year, though, you knew that Darren yeah. Williams was a dude. So. I mean, and Darren was, was yeah. sat for a minute because Jerry Sloan <laughs> it was Jerry Sloan, right? Because Jerry Sloan's an asshole, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Donovan Mitchell was not going to spend a, a second in the G League. Um, no. Yeah, like I mean, like Kevin Durant would not spend a second in the G League, and you know, I, I know I'm picking, I'm picking, you know, pretty good play, but that's 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 who you want your number nine pick to be. You want your number, you know, you want your top. I mean, especially in this draft with the Thompson twins, uh, Victor Wembanyama, yeah, who looks really good. Uh, surprise, surprise to nobody. Uh, well, I guess to some people, um, uh, Scoot Henderson looks good. Um, like that's the thing that, that all the top rookies already look good. Cam, and Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore, <laughs> Cam Whitmore. Um, uh, but like, like the, those guys that like the, the, the top eight guys that went above Taylor Hendricks, not not one of them are going to spend a second in G League. Um. So, so I see, I see the concern there. There's definitely concern, but on the other hand, uh, we don't judge people in their first year. We we don't just say, okay, oh, you didn't do it in the first year, then you're done. Uh, look at Steph Curry. Look at look at Giannis. Uh, Giannis, top two of the top ten players in the NBA right now, probably. Um, uh, you know, and Steph had injury concerns. Giannis was Giannis is a, a good comp because I think he was just a very raw player, right? Had a huge body. I'll, I'll go look up his uh, stats. I, I think he only played like twenty some odd minutes a game, which is good. But he like he wasn't starting. He wasn't Giannis. It wasn't until the, his sophomore year that he like really kind of blew up. But um, like I don't remember Giannis, you know, being any rookie of the year conversations or anything. So, um, so it's, it's not over, but it's it's it's, it's very rare, uh, <laughs> you know. And again, you a, a top ten pick going to the G League and then becoming a multi-time all-NBA player has not been done before. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the right answer is or, or what makes anybody feel good, but uh, for me, it's like, well, I'm not going to freak out about it. Um, I don't know. Are, are you, would you freak out if, if uh, Taylor just sat on the bench all year or played in the G League? Uh, if he doesn't crack the rotation, yeah, yeah, I would be concerned. The entire the start of the year, no. Like I, I think whatever is whatever, but I mean, if he spends a, if he spends a ton of time, uh, I mean, you even saw Abaji made made strides, right? We thought he was gonna be a D League dude for the whole year, and then by the end of the season, he was playing regular rotational mm-hmm. minutes. So, if he can't crack that, then we, I would be very concerned. I mean, yes. so because I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I just don't. I think you know, I understand that Collins and there's other dudes in front of him, but if you're a dude, you're a dude, and you figure out a way to get right. yourself in there. You force their hand, right? So um, I'm looking at Giannis's first year, 19 years old, played small forward. Um, uh, he played in 77 games. So he, he did play in all the games. He started 23 games, but he played 25 minutes. So, you know, not not a lot of minutes. I mean, now he's averaging, you know, 30, 35-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. Playing, playing 77 games and 25 minutes a game is a significant amount yeah. for a rookie. So, so, I mean, you know, he was only a 7 point per game guy he four, four rebounds uh not a block not a steal uh a game so i mean it was an okay you know like 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 you got him like oh boy like if if, if i saw that i'm a rookie in the first year and you told me to like guess what the rest of the career would be i'd be like oh you know uh a, a quality backup player 
you know, like put take him off the bench. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's true that you can't predict that far. I guess the, the question you ask is if he sat on the bench or played the G League, right, that's right, a right, big right. difference between what. Yeah. And um, so you're right. And uh, I, I'm just, I guess I, my train of thought had already moved on to something else, I guess. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, um, uh, you know, like that would be good for Taylor, Hunt, but he's not even, he's not even close to that track right now. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I see what you're saying is you still don't know after one year. Right. You know, um, but, cause, cause even, even with that rookie year, you wouldn't think that that, that, that dude at 19 was still going to become Giannis. I get that. I guess what I'm saying is, is if he, if, if he's, if he's still not a rotation guy, that's still the same. He spends more than half a season in the G League. I, I would be concerned. Again, it's not impossible to crack right. it, but yeah. there's just not a, there's not a large precedent there for it ever happening. You you have to be the first, you know. So. And, and here's the thing: the Jazz had three draft picks. Um, I mean, we talk. We, what do we say about draft, the draft all the time? It's a crapshoot, right? Crap, crap, craps. It's 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 a it's gambling. It's you know, like anybody who gambles knows how hard it is to to beat the house. Like the the odds are against you. Um, so if you have three draft picks and one becomes an all NBA guy, all, you know, multi-time all-star, that's, that's pretty good. Um, to get two, man, like you're really lucky. Uh, I mean, I, I think we were, we're already kind of in our mind palaces in our heads here. We're all thinking that Bryson Smalls is not going to be that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played much. I don't know. I, I know zero right. about the game, like, his game. I heard, I had never even heard his name in the in the 3,744 mock drafts that we saw on, on Jazz Twitter, right. I never saw his name. The only thing I know Once. about him is that I mean, he played power forward in college, and now he's going to play shooting guard, which I think is a little weird. But, you know, hey, yeah. teach their own. Uh, those guys. He's, only, he's only like 6'5", or something. <laughs> something he's, not, he's, not, he's not tall. So, um, But, yeah, so, so, so let's say the Jazz, out of the three draft picks, and so their lowest draft pick in the first round, probably not going to be an all-star. And that's, that's you know, a 95, 96% chance of happening. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, and, you know, a lot of top 10 picks don't don't really, you know, pan out to be all-stars and superstars. Uh, but then again, number, you know, what was County George, number 16? Number 16 picks are probably not going to be that either. But if you get one of them, man, you, you, you should be pretty happy about that, right? Yeah, if you get um, one of them that's a star and you get one rotational player, that's a, that's right. a, that's a massively successful one. And, and again, it's because like the Cam Whitmores are on the board and the, the whoever else is that, that were drafted after. Um, you know, the Grady Dicks, who we haven't heard, heard his name in, uh, uh, in months or whatever. But it, it, when those guys, like, it's going to be another Tony Parker saying, like, oh, the Jazz could have had this guy. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, I mean, out of those 30 guys that were drafted in the first round, a bunch of them are going to not see time, you know, like, it's great, it's preseason, you know, and we're going to freak out, like, uh, somebody put it out, like, hey, you can't just take take the field, you know, you can't just say, oh, man, the Jazz had just drafted one of these other 29 guys, but they only had one pick, right, yeah, you have to pick one of those 29 guys, so, like, hey, but if Cam Whitmore's your guy, cool, if Cam Whitmore turns into be an all NBA guy, take your take your victory lap in, in a few years, but, you know, you, you can't, you, you don't get to have Taylor Hendricks and then everybody else, so, um, yeah, yeah, you know, this is, this is not a fair, uh, you know, measuring stick for for Hendrix. So, um, so I'm generally not going to freak out too much. If he starts playing in the G League, I'll be like, well, that's not great. But you know, it would be nice to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm always going to optimistically hold out hope. But I guess what I'm saying is the naysayers who are saying flop uh-huh. or bust, bust, like they've got a they've got a salt. I mean. I, I'm not as angry about them as I am some of the things they talk about, right? So there is kind of, history doesn't, and I'd be disappointed too. I mean, he's the number nine pick, and 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 going back to my history, like I'm the only, I'm one of like maybe two and a half people in the world 
who still don't love Derek Favors because he wasn't what he was supposed to be. Right. Number three pick. He was he was he was the centerpiece, the number three, the number three overall pick, right? Or number two, number three, number three. I don't number know. Three. Yep, number he, three. He was, he was supposed bad. to be the centerpiece of the Darren Williams, and he turned out to be a great. He turns out, He's a fun by player. all indications, a hundred percent all all world dude, like really solid guy. Which I which is which is shocking for me because. When I stopped really paying attention to Jazz, he was still kind of a young punk ass. It seemed like he hated things. So <laughs> when I came back and he was grown up, and he was, it was it was cool to see that as a person. Right. Absolutely seems like a solid dude, great teammate. But he's he he should still be in the NBA even as a role player. He wasn't a great player, right? Like that's so. It just is what it is. So let's follow um, his uh, let's follow know. his career in the G League, folks. Um, so, yeah. I saw I saw something he was he was going the G League route, and then I saw that the Bulls signed him, and then the Bulls waived kind of, him yeah. today, like a Which day I later. S- so I don't know. How. I assume that like if you sign somebody, and I'll have to go look, but like, I think they sign him so they can just a mechanism sign. to get him on the G League. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like him, what okay. the Jazz did. With, like, it was him and another guy. They signed him, and a day right. later they said we waived or something. I'm like, yeah. what, what the hell does that even mean? So. But, um, uh, back to Chicago um, uh, for Derek Favors. There, did he ever go to Chicago? Maybe not. Maybe maybe he's maybe nah, Chicago all, first time. That's all right? the other jazz guys. That's Brewer. <laughs> Who was it? Was Corver, Boozer, Boozer Brewer. Corver. Yeah. So and did now Corver Favors. Did Corver go to Chicago too? Corver, I'm pretty sure played in Chicago. Went to Atlanta. Well, he did go to Atlanta, but was he in? Uh, well, maybe, 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 maybe I feel like he was in Chicago for a minute too, right? Like I it's thought, like so. all the jazz guys. Yeah. The the. It's the Jerry Sloan pipeline they call it. So, um, I'm looking at it right now. Kyle El, ooh, his middle name is Elliot. Um, uh, K Corp, 26. Uh, let's see if this pops up here. He went from Utah, yeah, Chicago yeah Bulls. right to Chicago right after then, then Atlanta. So, but then he got the yeah, then he got the then he got the, the Millsap situation going again. And yep, then. yep, 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 yep. So. Um, all right, Logan. Well, that was, I mean, look, hey, you know, I- interesting conversation. Um, you know, you, you and I, uh, I think are simpatico a lot of times. Like, look, we don't care about preseason. Like the one time I care about preseason, I got tricked into liking Jared Butler. <laughs> and we also, you know, like we, I, I don't want to say I form a lot of my opinions th- through Twitter, but the reason I like to, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter is because I, I do like seeing all these different voices and then kind of picking out like, okay, cool. Let's see. Let's see if this guy. You know, like I, I like to listen to to their um, uh, arguments about stuff, and then kind of listen, to, kind of see, and then you know, like I don't like watching basketball to try and say, oh, this guy's not a good defender or scout. You know, try to scout that way. You know, that's just that's not how I watch the yeah, basketball. Part, I guess for the game that I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never been able to figure it out. But I also just. Did. I don't have any interest in learning how to figure it out. I guess <laughs> exactly. So uh, it has been interesting to see like what Jazz Twitter has been freaking out about. Um, and and hey, look, Laurie Markin looks like he's going to lead the Jazz. I mean, if four if the four preseason games mean anything, looks like you know Laurie Markin will lead the Jazz again. Um, you know, hopefully have another uh, something. But Kate said I thought was interesting is that if uh, Laurie and and sort of something I sort of mentioned on the podcast maybe a week or two ago was that. If Laurie and um, uh, Walker don't take like huge jumps, like they they get incrementally better, that should be good. But Jazz fans are freaking out that if they don't get that much better, and I don't know, I, I think that's a that's a hard, high bar for those guys. Not saying they can't reach it, just saying that you know it, they might be who we all, who we saw last year again. So, um, and this team might you know, and we'll we'll probably talk about this next week about if we think the Jazz are going to you know get better or get worse from last year and who's going to get better and everything. So uh, that's always a kind of a fun thing to do. But um, anything else before we um, uh, hit the produce, the produce corner or the nugget pouch, whatever we're going to do next. 
Oh no, I got nothing jazz wise. Nothing jazz wise. Um, uh, uh, you know, shout out to our, our our good friend Crystal Tracy. She ran into our our another royal fr- uh, friend from Roy High, Ty Moore. <laughs> um, uh, she, I, was like, oh, I just had lunch with them. Chris Fredrickson there. You know, still still working at the Weber State there. Um, anybody on Twitter lately? Uh, like I said, Jen McKay was the one I retweeted because uh, she had said something about like um, you would think they would they would uh, uh, fix the kinks before releasing the app. And I was like, does that sound like something that the Smith Entertainment Group would do? Because they, they haven't. They have not. I, I don't know stuff that they rolled out and have not had problems with. Delta Center, I guess, was the last rollout they had. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, shout out to our, well, my friend, Mary Lou Cook. She's now the Miss Utah USA. Um, uh uh, the Miss U- the former Miss Utah USA moved up to the Miss America USA, so apparently they just give the crown to the the runner up, I guess. So that's your that is your um, uh, learning moment of the day about the, uh, beauty pageants. Um, anybody else there, uh, Logan? Well, who wants to make it very clear? His friend, not our friend. His friend. <laughs> um. uh, not yet. She could be if she didn't if she doesn't get in trouble with the jazz for doing interviews. We'll have her back on again. Excellent. Yeah, I, I don't know. As far, as far as my nugget pouch goes, it's a little bit raw. It's run a little bit dry. I don't have any super great gems in here. I think I think the one uh, that I do want to touch on is I, I put a poll out as who's who is the who's 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 the most legendary double zero in your eyes in jazz fandom. Ooh, we were, we were, we've been blessed to have Clarkson Jordan Clarkson or Ostertag. Yes, Greg Ostertag, and the answer is pretty clearly easily for me. Greg Ostertag. <laughs> um, Clarkson obviously won the poll because that's just that's yep, how that's it just, all yep. it all shakes down. But the silver lining here is I discovered that I wasn't the only the only Ostertag fan. Well, I thought growing up that I was the only Ostertag fan. That everyone hated him. They got overpaid. He was the reason they didn't win championships. But it's been refreshing to see. That I'm not alone in my Oster Tag love, and just, again, if you, Oster Tag's Instagram is yeah. at first, is, I thought, uh, yeah, at first I thought it was a bit, and then then I was like, no, Logan really likes uh, Oster like Tag there. I turned out to be right in this this particular case. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other nugget I have is, is I don't know why it's in here, but just like it says throwing batteries. Like, do you remember like when that was a thing that like people were constantly getting in trouble for throwing batteries at players? Like that was the thing. <laughs> they would say, "Oh, Alan Iverson was filled with batteries on his way out," or Terrell Owens had batteries thrown at him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why batteries? Who the fuck was bringing batteries in their pockets <laughs> and just like ready to throw at people? Like, uh, uh, it suddenly crossed my mind randomly one day, and I put it in the, in the pouch. Yeah, the pouch. Because just you know, we just don't. You know, we, we used to be a proper country. We threw batteries at <laughs> players, and we didn't like them. And now social media has social media has ruined everything. So yeah, um, yeah throwing batteries. I don't remember that, but um, that's pretty funny. Um, uh, that's good stuff. But um, all right, so next week um, again coming up on deck for us. Um, uh, you know, hopefully a Donovan Mitchell talks. You know, because getting people from Cleveland, people from New York. Uh, I, I want to hear. I want to hear how they feel about it a year later because. You know, they, they, they New York uh, yeah. famously just missing out on, on star players. Um, and Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, um, uh, you know, this is it. The the time the time uh, has started on the, 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 the countdown clock has started on Cleveland with the Donovan Mitchell um, extension talk and everything. So uh, there's that going on. And then, um, uh, you know, next next week, Logan, we're going to try to figure out who you think are going to be the best team in the West, the best team in the East, and who the finals. So yeah, so stay tuned. Thank you to uh, AG for sponsoring the podcast and the BB Network, uh, Dragon Squatch, uh, Who Trust Your Men. We'll see you guys next time.